0: Welcome to the Creator Hub. My name is Lloyd, and every single week we share content to help you level up on your journey as a creator. Today, I'm interviewing my friend Diamond. She plays a kind of humble, but she's definitely a big deal. She's the director of development and creative production at a company called Third and Wonder. It's the go to company for black women and black culture. She's created hundreds of projects working with people like Oprah, Kiki Palmer, Disney Plus, Google, Essence. I mean, the list literally goes on. I wanted to chat with Diamond today because I feel like she's a creator's creator. In our episode today, we talk about creativity and the different ways that it manifests itself. In just a moment, we'll dive right in. The number one question I get the most is how do I make money from my podcast? The second question I get the most is how do I record a video podcast virtually? And I always tell people what works for me. What if I told you that there was a tool that would allow you to effortlessly record and edit your podcast all while using AI? Riverside is a podcast recording platform that will even let you edit your podcast using the transcript of your podcast so you literally don't have to be an audio expert to edit your podcast. I have a 15% off discount code for you to see for yourself. You can check out the show notes to find the link. Recording a podcast virtually has never been this easy. If you've been following my content for a while now, you know that I only have one piece of advice for aspiring creators. Just start. Like, literally, now. Well, once you get started and you get going, you'll reach a point where the next logical step is investing in your business. This may be equipment or a course or even traveling to create some content. The only challenge is, funding from banks is so challenging, especially as creators. This is where Juice Club saves the day. Juice Club is a super cool, members-only community designed to help creators like you and me take our businesses to the next level. One of the many perks they provide is short-term, flexible funding on your terms. There are different funding options for creators at different stages, and you always stay in total control of your content. I'm dropping a link in the show notes. Please check them out. diamond i think you are probably one of the most creative people i know no and i think it's always like the people that are very like creative that to me like if i watch your content and then i feel like inspired after watching your content i view you as like a creative and it's like i get inspired by like the most like ah like i'll be listening to the kendrick lamar album and i'll be like i need to go make a youtube (laughs) video like i need to like express my thoughts
1: yeah. certain things you
0: know and so i want to ask sort of like have you always been like a creative person like since you mm-hmm. were like a kid
1: yeah i would i think so i mean like i kind of feel like a lot of people i know were they were drawing and stuff like that yeah. but like i was i was in art camps i was making furniture with my grandmother like i was going to art classes with my grandmother and older and other seniors like when i was like 10 and 12 years old yeah I've absolutely always been an artist like I was always making stuff for my grandparents to put on their walls, for my mom to put on her desk at work. And I also realize now that I'm older I've always been a storyteller. Like yeah. I was really serious about my Barbies and the stories that they have going on, but at the time I didn't see it as that. Mm. But I've always yeah. been a storyteller too. I,
0: I love that. And I think like um there comes a time where it's like hey This is just who you are. So you're probably doing it for most of your life. Like you just said, like, even as a kid, like you were a storyteller. Mm -hmm. At what point did you realize that, like, oh, snap, I might want to, like, do this as, like, my job?
1: That's such a good question. I feel like I knew it for most of my life. Like, well, I was an interior design major in college, but then they didn't have an accredited program, so I had to stop. So I became a business management major. But I ended up getting into photography just because, like, I want to take pictures. I was reading Teen Vogue and all of that. And so I started wanting to take pictures. And then it's just been like that ever since. So I probably had about two years of my life where I was like, I'll do something logistical. I'll do real estate. I'll do business. But for most of my life, I knew it would be something artistic.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that when I look at you, Diamond, it looks like you do a lot of things. And you've worked on like a lot of different types of projects. How do you describe what you do to people?
1: (laughs) Oh, I think now I... Today And it might not be something that I've like made known, but like I would describe myself first as a storyteller. Like Mm. when I think about the documentary I just did and I watch it over and over again, I'm like, yo, this story is bomb. And that's what I care about. But but also in general, I would describe myself as an artist. Like Mm. I'm an artist. Mm. Like I produce, I direct, I tell stories, I can host a conversation on camera. I'm a documentarian. I'm a filmmaker. Like, I think all of that, though,
0: in one word, is an artist. I love that. And I can tell just by looking at some of your... Like, when I do YouTube content, it's just like, yo, I am I have enough energy to sit in front of a camera and just talk. Yes. But yours is, like, cinematic. Oh, it, like, has, you. like, good B-roll. And so, like, as That's an so artist... I think sometimes it can be kind of hard to figure out like what your lane is. And I kind of mm-hmm. feel like you've built a name for yourself as thank like someone you. that creates content for black women, yes. highlights black women. Yes, thank How you. did you go from like just someone that was like starting as an artist, storyteller mm-hmm. to kind of doing the work you do now?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. I feel like I've followed the feeling, like, the entire— my. I feel like most of my career has been me being like, "Oh, I want to do this, let me do it. And it really starts from, like, this quote. I remember hearing um, Marie Forleo say, like, 10, 12 years ago, she was like, in order to find— Your passion, you have to do everything passionately. Mm. So I was doing everything I wanted to do. I was working in reality TV, boom, do it passionately. Don't like it anymore. Let me Mm. make my own things, do it passionately. Let me pause on that. Let me go earn some money doing the work I want to do. Yeah, did it passionately. So I feel like I've just continued to follow the feeling of doing something that I love and I'm not attached to how long I do it. Yeah. If I end up doing it for 12 months, cool. I'm relearning my relationship with longevity. Like just because I do something a long time doesn't mean that it's the best. But so I feel like my whole journey is just like, oh, I want to do that. Let me do
0: it. I think sometimes like being an artist like requires just a lot of like trial and error.
1: It's absolutely, I I really look at all this as an experiment, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you're an artist. Like there's no blueprint for us. We're not going to school, getting this degree, Getting this job, getting this certification, we're not doing that. So yeah. we – somebody asked me, somebody was like, what's the most helpful tool you have as an artist? And I'm like, my intuition. Mm. Learning more about myself. The more I learn about myself and the more I embrace about myself, the better artist that I am because yeah. I'm like, this is what I want to do. Yeah.
0: Like. Were you always like that, like an intuitive person or is it like something you've developed over time?
1: Um, I think that I've always been like – self-aware. I think I've always been aware, but I think growing up the awareness was worry. Mm -hmm. And so now the awareness is like revelation. And like, it's more, I'm more aware of like all of the feelings. The main feeling back then was like either worry or fun. Now it's like, I'm aware of all the feelings. And I really think that's like one of the best traits that I have is to be like aware
0: I um I want to run something by you okay, and, and yes. get like a gut reaction on it. Okay, I've kind of felt like since I was like a kid that like I wasn't like a creative person and I viewed myself as like oh I'm like a numbers person or like oh I'm a, like by by trait I'm like a project manager
1: and mm. so I viewed myself
0: as a very sort of like analytical person but not like a creative person mm. and now I'm wondering if maybe that's like not true that maybe like I am kind of a you creative. are
1: creative. I think we're all creative in yeah. some way. Like, did you have your own process for what you did? I did exactly. Like that's creative. Yeah. It is. It might not involve colors, and it might involve colors. It might not involve like paint. Yeah. But it's still your canvas. The way that you lay out and manage a project. Yeah. And especially if the things that you were loving, like the the logistics or whatever, you felt at the time, you loved it. Yeah. You probably were passionate about it, right? Yeah.
0: I look at people like Rick Rubin or Andre 3000, oh who did I just you feel read like, yeah. I, I have it, but I've heard amazing Yo, things about it's like it. One of the <laughs> best
1: books I've read and yeah. the most validating as an artist. I feel like we should all read it.
0: Oh, let me ask you this. Who would you say are like your uh top three like favorite creatives?
1: Oh, oh, that's so that's so hard. I know. Because you know what? I don't think that I have favorite creatives, mm. honestly. I have favorite like business people mm. and I love their journeys. Yeah. Like I l- love that Kevin Hart is like an artist. He's an artist. Yeah. But, like, the way that he turned his art into this big business, I love it. I love that Oprah has has always been a spiritual person, and she turned it into this thing. And I love Beyonce, right? She's super creative, you know? And there's other creatives I I love, like, you know, in general. But, like, those three are people that I'm like, you know, man, I really love that. They did this before social media. Yeah. I think that's the big thing too.
0: Yeah. I think we don't give those people enough credit. I think it's, it's really hard to be like fully creative and expressive and to handle like the business of that and And keep your mental peace of mind. Exactly.
1: But and to trust that your creative will get you where it's supposed to go. Mm. Because I think, A lot of this journey can feel like I got to do this, 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 and this, not understanding that if I follow my heart and my art, I will get to where I'm going. It's like I'm going to. I have to get to where I'm supposed to go.
0: Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I feel like, you know, that's something like I struggle with. And I think a lot of like the people I create content for struggle with that, right? This idea that like. It doesn't feel guaranteed to me that like where I'm going, I will get. Um, and especially if like the day-to-day is like the opposite of what you want. So if you're like a social media person and your videos continue to get like not enough views, mm-hmm. I could see how like you're constantly being like thrown evidence that like, hey, this isn't working. How do I you handle see the highs and lows of that?
1: Um, I'm trying to think because I think what I had to realize is it's about – like, what is my intention, mm-hmm. right? Like, if the intention is to get a certain number, then now the power is outside of ourselves. Then yeah. now, like, it's dependent on someone else. Yep. But, like, for example, my documentary, I had to tell myself that if nobody liked it, yeah, it wouldn't matter. Because it was for me. And I had to heal. And I had to, like, learn all these things. And now I'm on to the next thing. Like, life is really, I don't know, I feel like... If we can detach from the outcome, yep. then we can allow life to happen as it is versus being attached to like. Because mm. I came out to L.A. and I was very attached to like getting a deal with HBO, getting a deal, getting at a production company. Yeah. When I, but, but it's like, do I even want that? Why do I want those mm. things? What do I really want? Right. What does it mean to be on HBO Max? Right? right? And I realized that what it means is that I get to reach more black women. Yeah. So God was like, oh, you can reach more black women on your own. You don't need that. Go out here and meet these same women, right? So I had to look at why do I want these things? Yeah. And God was like, this is how you can get them. Yeah. You know? So I feel like it's really about like kind of releasing the outcome, yeah. which I think could be helpful to us.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. I wish like I wish we spoke about that more because it's like To your point, like a lot of like the outcomes of things are very much like out of our control. So to speak, out of
1: our control. So if I'm depending on that to determine whether I'm going to make it or not, because I also what I'm also realizing is if we continue to like attach ourselves to the outcome, we might miss out on what we're really supposed to do. Yeah, I would have never thought that I was going to be moving to Texas. Never. Yeah. But because I had space and because I listened and allowed my feelings to be my compass. Yeah, I'm moving to Texas and I'm excited about it. Right. So I think like. I really want to encourage creatives to spend more time with their feelings. Yeah. It's like what what do you feel? What do yep. you what do you want? Right. And why do you want it?
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Sometimes it just feels like you can be creating content without like really like exploring like what do I want to come out of this yes. at like the root yes. cause. Um I wanna talk about the documentary okay. a bit because okay. I think that like a lot of um creators like that process seems very very long and yeah. i want to explore that like yeah. where did the idea of like this documentary come from and what's it about
1: yeah so it's it's called best friends not forever and it's a documentary about friendship breakups and how we heal from them i've been inspired by the work of vice yeah. for a long time and so at some point i had made a series that was very similar to that but in my own way Um, So this is not my first foray into like creating something that feels like a documentary. But this is my first time making something I would call a documentary. Um, And it is long, but it's a feeling. Like it's something that like I can definitely teach people, but I would encourage people like there is no format to this. It's Mm. really all a feeling. It really is storytelling at the end of the day. I'm really excited about it. It's like my most personal work.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And I think, I'm glad you said that because it's like, I think like in the podcast space specifically, right, not to like hyper niche on something, it's still so new that like there's no one way to do it. And even if there was, I think what, like my perspective is that, like we're creatives. Like you can, you don't have to follow someone like else's template. You could do it completely differently. Do, yes. Yeah,
1: I feel like creating content, like those two words together, yeah. has its own uh, narrative attached yeah. to it and its own kind of like bullet points of requirements. Yeah. And it's like I think that if we release those and like look at what does it mean for me yeah. to create content, like for me, who I am. I think that will help us all. Like if we yeah. all know more about who we are outside of the work we do, outside of the people that we serve, like if we all know who we are, I think that that helps. That has helped yeah. my process so much.
0: Yo, I love that. And Demin, I, mean, I think a lot of people like that are like listening to this or that are even like familiar with your work, I think would love to be in your position. Like I think you like you're doing what you love to do yes, full you. time. And it's yeah. like, how do people go from sort of like, Being in a position where they may have a day job and a passion, Mm -hmm. but are trying to figure out how they can get to doing something they love full time.
1: I think the perception is that I'm doing what I want full time. There is a difference between making money as an artist and making money from my art. There is a difference. Mm. I have been for 10 years making money as an artist my future is how do I make money from my art? Yeah. Right? So I think I don't even know if I can fully answer that question, but I think it really is a matter of like having space and time to figure it out. Yeah. Like if I'm like constantly like busy, 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 there's no space to think about, Hmm, how do I make this happen? Yeah. Like, cause I told God, God knows, God knows my heart. He knows I want to full time make money from my art. Yeah. And he's kind of giving me this plan. Not kind of, he's giving me this plan, but I would have missed it had I been trying to force my own plan Mm -hmm. into action. And I'm going to roll out my plan this year and next year and blame him if it doesn't work out. But I do think, like, life is about having space and time. I think we're all so busy trying to, like, fill our calendar with things that are going to help us get from A to B. But it's like we need space.
0: Yeah. And when you say the difference between like making money from your art and as an artist, what would you say is like the difference?
1: So like I'm a director, but like people hire me. I'm an artist. I'm a director. People hire me uh, to direct their stuff. Yep. Right. So that's their art. Yeah. I'm an artist, but they hire me for that. My documentary is my art. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's something that came from mine. my mind. That's my feeling. That's yeah. my emotions into a piece. Does yeah. that kind of like make sense?
0: It does. It does. Um, I, I look at your I saw the trailer. For your documentary, Lawless, amazing. Saw, like, lots of amazing oh women in there. Um, what is, like, the process to creating something and sharing something with the world that feels just sort of, like, very, like, vulnerable?
1: Oh, my God. It's so scary. I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, just, like just yesterday I had a media screening and I was like, why would I do this? Right, right. Why would I do this? Um, It's so scary, but, like, It's so it's also rewarding, too, Mm. because like I had to think about how do I want people to know me? Yeah. What do I want people to know me for? And I want people to know me for my art. Mm. I think people, if they do know me, they know me because I tell black women's stories. But I want people to know me for the stories that I want to tell. Yeah. And so because that was so important to me last year, this was my foray into that. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of women that are now meeting me and this is going to be their connection to me. And I'm so excited about it.
0: That's awesome. And I think part of what, like, I noticed when I first, like, started to see your work was that, like, you work with, like, a solid team of people and you're constantly raving about the people you work with. Um, And I think that's, like, a big challenge for, like, lots of creators, right? Like, just trying to, like, do something big and audacious is, like, one Mm -hmm. part of the struggle. But then also thinking through, like, yo, who do I want to do this with? Who can help me with this? Mm -hmm. How do you go about, like, picking the people you work with?
1: Um... It's such a it's such a journey. I'm I'm really thankful for like all my time that I've spent doing this because I have worked with a lot of amazing people. So the process I just trust the process. Yeah. A lot of times it's like I might see somebody, I might see their work, and then I like hold on to their like resume or their portfolio or their website. But also I think sometimes these women find me. Like mm. like my um DP and my editor, I don't I forgot how we got connected, but I had needed a, her. I had needed something like some behind the scenes for a project. We had worked on something else together, and she reached back out. Now we've been in touch ever since. Yeah. And what's um, a DP? Oh, so my DP is my director of photography, but Got that's it, my yeah. lead camera operator. She like runs the camera department and Got everything it. like that. Um, thank you for that. Um, but like a lot of, I feel like they either come to me or I go find them. Yeah. Um, you ask her. I ask people. I ask around. There's like a ton of Facebook groups too. Yeah. Um, I, you know what, I, I also think, like, the thing about doing big projects is, like, trusting that if I just take the next best step, then it's going to figure itself out. Yeah. Like, there are tons of people, not tons, maybe 10 women in my documentary who were not going to be in my documentary until, like, two weeks before mm. because I had an idea. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I need this. Yeah. And just went and put it into motion. And then two weeks later, I'm filming with all these women. Yeah. But had I just, like, been worried about that from the beginning of the process, then it wouldn't have would yeah. have happened.
0: I feel like when it comes to, like, larger projects, right, it is very hard for me to just even, like, start primarily because I'm, like, my brain is instantly trying to think, like, what is this going to like cost? Like how like yeah. how am I going to like do this? Um, and I love what you just said about just like sort of like taking the first step and kind of seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Walk me through how you sort of like balance these big ideas and these big, like what happens? Like from the time you say like, this might be cool. <laughs> to like where we are now, what happens? You
1: know what's funny? They always start out massive and then mm-hmm. God is like, ma'am, no ma'am, just not yet. <laughs> you know? And like, then I, cause it's like, it starts out this big idea and then it's like, okay, but what is, what is yeah. my budget? What do mm-hmm. I have? Right, Like, Who do I have access to? When can I film? Like, those kind of questions kind of start to like shape it, and I surrender to it. Mm -hmm. As long as I feel good about it, then that's what matters. But I feel like, give me an example. Tell me something you wanna do. Let's work it out right now. What is something you wanna do that you feel is kind of like overwhelming?
0: Ooh, a live consultation. Let's do it. Let's Uh, do it. Okay, so here's one idea. I said like maybe a few weeks ago, like yo, it would be so dope
1: if I did like a live podcast show. Can you like so? Yes. Just like just like one. I don't even you know. Yeah. Okay. So what's what do you think is what's the challenge? What's the first challenge you feel like?
0: For one, okay, this is this is a big fear that I haven't said publicly. I think the two biggest like challenges that have come up in my mind is like number one, I don't know if people will come, Mm -hmm. and then number two. I don't even know if I can, like, afford it. And I'd say, like, it is, like, the largest expense, which would be, like, the actual space. Okay.
1: You can afford it. And people will come, right? So if you can maybe say, like, how many people do you want to come?
0: Like, between 30 and 40.
1: That many people will absolutely show up. So if you can find a space... Like, like, if you look for a space that can fit 30 to 40 people, because mm-hmm. maybe you can meet yourself in the middle. Mm-hmm. You, be, you could be like, yo, you know what? I want to keep it intimate. Yeah. But at least you're doing it, right? Because I think about it like this. As I've gotten older, I've been, like, so afraid to get on the plane. But every time I get on the plane, I become less and less afraid. Yeah. So it's like... It's like my therapist calls it distress tolerance. I'm teaching my body to tolerate the stress. Yeah. So if you say you want 30, 40 people, but if you're like, you know what, let me keep it intimate. I want to do 20 people. Yeah. Find a venue for 20 people. Confirm your guest. Like write out your run of show. Just go ahead mm. and write out your run of show. And then find a location, which I know you can afford. You know, you can make it fit into like what feels good to you. And start that way. Yeah, so like, come do everything in like
0: your control yes, right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's it. Just do everything within your control. Reach out to, I don't know how many people have have like on your newsletter list, yeah. but it's like, reach out to them. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe make it an invite only so yeah. that you can guarantee people will come because it's like, yo, folks, you know, you just, it's an experiment yeah. for you, right? And that's how I look at everything. Is like, this is an experiment. I'm just trying <laughs> it out. And I'm just blaming it on God because right. you told me to do this.
0: Right, yeah, that's a fact. And I think, like, uh, number one, Thank you for the free advice. You can uh, do this. I'll give you credit when it happens. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, yes. Please. I, I do think that like yo, know, you bring up a good point because I think sometimes I think my life is in between these like large moments where it's like I'm just dreaming big and God, I hope you you make it happen. Yes. Um, and I think like I try and balance that with like okay like I am like hoping for God to do something amazing, but I think now it's like my part to like to, to act it, it, or do like my end.
1: You know what? Like I, I, I learned this like my mid twenties and I kind of held on to it is like every time I take a step, God takes a step. So mm-hmm. It's like I'm working twice as hard without having to do half the work. Yeah. All I got to do is show up half the time. Yeah. And God is going to show up the other half and everything is going to work out. I, what I've learned about myself is that, like, I have to detach from certain things. Like, I do have a, a big vision, but, like, yeah, okay, what does God want for me, though? Because yeah. I still want to be happy. Yeah. What if, like, the vision I want is, like, I would be miserable? Yeah. But, like, if I follow the joy and the love of, like, what I came here to do— yeah. I'm finding that I'm actually much more at peace, which is what I really want.
0: Yeah, and and Diamond, I think in addition to like all of like the dope work you're doing on like the production space, um, you also do like your own content. Like you have your own YouTube channel. Yes. You do like your own social media yes, that's content. My stuff. Yeah, yes. how do you view like the relationship of like social media platforms in context to like? the normal work you do in the film space?
1: Um, I look at it as a vehicle for sharing. You know, I think I still struggle with my relationship with social because of like my own like scrolling and sometimes my own insecurities. But I realized that the more that I do what I want and what I love, the less insecure I become when I see somebody else's work. Because sometimes yep. I'd be like, oh, should I be doing that? And it's like, God is like, ma'am, I I've already <laughs> told you what you should be doing. Right. Right, so I think like my relationship with social media is evolving. I think when I first got on it, it was like yes, sharing, I, no type of insecurities at all. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, it was like, wait, do I need to be doing this? Do I need to be doing that? Yeah. But, but now, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a vehicle for sharing, and I. But I also love I love Twitter the most. Yeah, Twitter is my jam because yeah. I do love sharing my opinions about television.
0: How, how have you been feeling about it lately? Since there've been like. Since the Elon Musk.
1: No, it's honestly, it's fine. Yeah. You know, under unfortunately, unfor- but unfortunately, it's like I'm isolated from the Elon's world, yeah. you know, because it's, it's, it's black Twitter for me. And yeah. We talk about television and movies and stuff. So I really, I like that.
0: Yeah. Um, Diamond, you've worked for like, own. Oh, you've worked with Essence. <laughs> you've worked with on a million different yeah. projects. Yeah. Do you ever... um still feel like an imposter or have difficulty like doubting your abilities,
1: yeah, I really do because I all I want to do is make art. That's yeah. it. Like I just want to travel the world and like make my art and like tell black women's stories. And sometimes I get scared that, like that's not gonna happen for me. I mm-hmm. mean, i I'm better about it now because but but honestly, like the more I worked with those organizations, I'm really thankful for it. It helps with credibility. but I realized that, like I'm gonna be known for my art, yeah, like, that's what I want to be known for. So I'm really thankful for all of those opportunities and I want to be an artist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like you acknowledge like the opportunity, but you know, sort of like what I want your to be angle
1: an artist. is like this documentary, I'm going in on yeah. it, you know, like I'm doing everything I can to make sure like it gets to black women in person mm-hmm. because that's what I love. But I'm so thankful for my twenties that and like my early thirties that have taught me that yeah. so that now I can be 33, go into 34 and and focus on being an artist. Yeah.
0: Yo, this is so crazy. I don't know if you ever feel like this, but it's like sometimes I have these moments where it's like I'll pause for a moment and realize like, yo, I am like doing it. Like I'm yeah. doing like the things like I said I wanted yes, to do. It's kind
1: of wild. And I think that's really beautiful that you could see that Because sometimes like we miss it. Yeah, We miss that. And I, yes, yes, I feel like that. Um, doing this documentary. Like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm making the thing. I'm sharing it. Like, I have some screenings scheduled for, like, Charlotte and Nashville. And, like, I love that. I'm so excited to go out to those places.
0: That's awesome. And I feel like, I mean, you're 33 and you're accomplishing, like, a ton of crap. Like, it's just, like, it's exciting to see from, like, the outside, like, looking in. Um, And I just always wonder when I, like, see people that, like, I admire doing cool stuff just sort of, like, how they feel about, like, the work they're doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm really proud that I was able to do so much as the unhealed version of me, I would say. And as a healing woman, like as somebody who's like doing the work internally and on my mind and on my heart, I'm just really thankful. Like I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like if I kept going the way that I was just constantly working, like not going to therapy, like I wouldn't have my health and wellness when Mm -hmm. that's like the most important thing overall is like health and wellness. and both mentally and physically, you know? So, like, those are the things I'm actually most thankful for now is, like, to be healthy and well.
0: Yeah, and I think you might be the only creator I know that is, like, I think you do a good job prioritizing, like, your self-care and I think like even like before I got yeah. like these most recent years, I've always remembered you to be like a proponent for like talking about therapy. Mm-hmm. Um yes. I, I think a lot of people have difficulty sort of like taking a step back and being even that present because it feels like yes. if I if I'm not publishing every day, I'm going to miss opportunities. Yes,
1: and you know what it is? It's like it's a slingshot situation. Yeah. Because like I can keep taking incremental steps or I can take a step back to get mm. well. And then I can slingshot shot 4 because now I'm making better decisions for myself. That's the thing about being well is that my decision-making capability yeah. is on another level. Yeah. Like 5 years ago I would be like Texas please, but like the type I don't even I can't even imagine what Texas is gonna do for my mind and body, and what that's gonna do for my artistry and my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think one weird thing that I wanted to chat with you about (laughs) is I think that as like creators, sometimes it constantly feels like there's a lot of like analyzing that needs to happen. So like when I'm posting content, it's like sometimes I'll be like, "Man, is this like the right niche? Should I like pivot? Should I be making content like Mm -hmm. this? Like, what do I need to do for it to perform better?" And I'm very curious. You're a very, you have a very Artistic uh, perspective. So I am curious, just sort of like if that's something like you struggle with or even think about. Yes,
1: it's so annoying. I'd be like, oh my God, I'd be like telling my partner, I'm like, can you go look at my pose? Is it okay? (laughs) But I like, I'm realizing that I have to remove the word should and Mm. like, and replace it with want. What do I want to do? And yeah. it's different for people who have one of the KPIs is social media. Like that's not a KPI for me. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's like emails right now yeah. or in real life connections or yep. just sharing my work, right? So it's different. I, I, I don't know how to support anyone in that way but I try to remove the word should yeah. and replace it with want. Like what do I want to post? Yeah. What do I want to do? Who mm. do I want to reach?
0: You bring up a good point, which is how do you know when you feel like, yo, this content hit the mark? Is it that like people are Coming up to you and saying like, yo, this helped me. Is it just that like you put it out? Like
1: it's crazy because like my trailer is like the most popular thing that I've ever posted like on mm. Twitter. Nine hundred likes. Please. I ne- like that's never happened to. Like a hundred likes is like the most things I've ever got. Yeah. So to me, that says my art is the thing that people yeah. need for me. And so when I posted about my documentary without even posting the trailer, I probably got the most likes that I've ever gotten, most yeah. comments, and I didn't expect that. I was just sharing my work. Mm -hmm. So for me, it just shows like, it kind of is just like a reminder that like, I'm need to do my heart's work. I have to do my heart's work. That's going to be where things work out for me best.
0: Yeah. Um, Diamond, this is the last question I have for you. Oh my God.
1: I'm so sad about it. (laughs) I
0: know. I know. Um, I I think sometimes like one of the things, like a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are very much like new artists. And I think we are learning how to be artists. And so I'm just curious to sort of like, when you think about some of the places or some of the things you do to draw inspiration, like what are some of those
1: yeah. things? My own personal life. Like my like I, I had a friendship breakup. Yeah. That is why I did a documentary about having a friendship breakup because I yeah. had one. So a lot of my inspiration for my art is personal. Yeah. And I want to encourage people for – because I think – Like creatives are artists, right? Mm -hmm. And so and I think like that's the word that's a word that's missing from this world is like artist. Yeah. I think we associate artists with like painters and musicians. Um, but like we are artists and art is a form of self-expression. So are we using how are we using our art? Are we using it to heal? Are we using it to tell people something about ourselves, right? Like what is the intention? Um, but for me, like I just look at my own life and I'm like, ooh, I want to tell that story. Like, can I tell you one story I'm excited to tell? Me and my fiance's story, I love my partner so much. And, like, she has been my largest container for growth. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, we don't share a lot about each other on social or anything like that. But, like, she's my best friend. And so I'm really excited to, like, share more of our story soon.
0: That's exciting. And I think it's really cool to be able to acknowledge with some of those, like, Areas or some of those topics that just, like, give you joy or, like, feed you. And you know
1: what? And I think about, like, I really do want people to get to know me more. And it's like they are going to get to know so much about me through my relationship with my partner because – we i mean like this is the person yeah. i'm with the most you know right. so i'm i i really am excited
0: yeah that. that's so funny that you say that i uh recently started having my wife on my podcast too and people just love it and they're like we learn more about you when she's here and it's just like is
1: it's a- like you your full yeah your full self and i'm so excited to show up with my full self like we practiced a conversation between each other and it was just like i'm learning so much right. about you even right now but i'm like excited to like Tell our story because it's, yeah. I mean, it's like been one of the best relationships for me to have. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Diamond, thank, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank I really, you. really enjoyed this combo. If you're listening, I really appreciate it. Please leave us a review if you're listening on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify. We appreciate it. Peace.
1: Peace.